how is self-isolation going? Feel like it genuinely, I, I have, my daily routine is no different to what it was. <laughs> genuinely, I wouldn't call this self-isolation yet because right. none of the things that would usually take me out of the out of my routine have happened and, and none of the things that would require your daily routine to happen really ever require you leaving the, the flat am i right no no so like all the things that are necessary do not require me to leave my flat all my work stuff that can be done in the flat most of my sh- social life can be trans transferred to the internet <laughs> okay uh because it's usually just playing games with people yep uh or making music and things like that so genuinely i like I had plans coming up, but they haven't happened yet. So there, there was a gig I was going to go to. But that's probably going to be cancelled. Yep. So that's self-isolation. In fact, the place that was held at has officially closed as of like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I'd say that's your uh, gig off then. Yeah, so that's that one cancelled. But up until then, there will be no changes to my life because of this. I have been not mandated because our government's a bit slow. Yep. But I, I have been socially pressured into living my best self. Okay, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, I was supposed to be at a gig today in Manchester, oh. but that got uh, cancelled last week because of the actual the flight ban yeah, that Trump yeah, had put yeah. in place. Uh, and because all the bands I like are usually from elsewhere in the world, they were just like, "Right, sorry guys, this is probably our only chance of getting home. See ya." Yeah, traveling ain't happening. Let's get home, everyone. Which, which is fair enough. You know, you you can't blame people for that. Just wanted to get home. It's a scary time. Fine. Oh, it's, it's super important. Even if, again, even if nobody, none of these people within these bands or none of the people that are going are personally at risk, what they are risking is spreading it to people that are. Yeah, so I'll, self-isolation is important, even if you don't think you're at risk. And similarly to last week, I'm wary of getting into this before the show's actually properly started. Yeah, yeah okay. But let's okay. just say, first of all, I have now had three gigs cancelled, including one which was I was flying over th- to the Netherlands for... Which Aye. is a bit rubbish, to be honest. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a shame. Are you getting like reimbursement on that? I'm. I get. I get the tickets reimbursed, but not that. Like the flight yeah. is still currently happening, unless KLM decide. Sorry. No, no, no. All the airlines are going to be trying their very best not to be giving money back to people right well, now pre- because they have none. Precisely. So. I am unsure. I mean, that flight is, uh, I think it's a month today, actually. This is this is Monday, Ooh, dear listeners. So that's still risky times. A month today, will flights be happening? I very much doubt will it. Will any airline still exist and operate? I would, Who knows? Considering that BA came out today and said they have £9 billion in reserves, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah, some of the big ones are... They've, they've played the game a bit better. but I read that uh, Sir Richard Branson could pay all of his however many thousand employees a £47,000 salary a year yeah. and still have 90% of his wealth. So I'm sure he'll also be fine. But he's also already asked the government for a bailout. Well, James, we're getting into the run order. We don't even start the show he's yet. He's the worst kind of person. He's the kind of person that wouldn't self-isolate. <laughs> He'd be the kind of guy who's stockpiled on all the toilet roll despite the fact that coronavirus has no sort of effect on that part i mean norovirus i would get but not coronavirus so while diarrhea is a rare symptom like five percent of corona patients are going to get diarrhea (laughs) stocking up on toilet paper makes sense no it doesn't only if you're buying enough to last you like a couple of weeks which is like a few rolls at most even if you're having a bad runny time i'm totally against that for for example things i learned this wait hold on do you buy your toilet papers one roll at a time call right hold on first of all (laughs) The average person goes through 100 rolls a year. 
Yeah. That's about two two a week, three a fortnight. Mm-hmm. So Which is exactly my point. Stocking up is buying one four pack. No, but people are going way overboard. We've seen this. Yeah, so they don't make sense. So this is what I was reading into this. This is apparently just a human uh, human consciousness feels like it is doing something if it stockpiles on something, even if it's totally arbitrary or squirrels. and totally useless. So like yeah, like a squirrel, yeah. stocking up on something, you feel like you're yes, I'm reacting to this, I'm doing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Even if it's totally pointless, it has nothing to do with the actual crisis. Also equally pointless is all of the all of the food that people buy. Like pasta on its own and rice on its own, they're great to have as a part of a plan. Yeah, but you can't live on carbs alone. That's what the Bible says. <laughs> I was just about to say, wow! Never thought we'd be quoting scripture in the opening, <laughs> the opening <laughs> section of Caesar's Parade. But here we are, James. Desperate times. Probably not talking about eating beans too, though. So, uh. <laughs> and on that note, let's begin. <laughs> Episode 197. I feel we're in... Yeah. Are we allowed to be chirpy? Are we allowed to be happy about this? About corona? No, just like generally in life. Are we the allowed fact to... that we're chatting... No, it's good to be able to be happy in all situations. People people are jolly in the worst and darkest of places. It's okay. That's true. That is true. And we have to keep people's spirits up. Like I'm not, We're not laughing at people dying right now. We're just laughing because life, life continues nonetheless. Life continues and life is strange, James, because... Again, mentioned this a few weeks ago. In January, this was a footnote on the world's global headlines. We missed out the show one week. Yeah, we were we were a week late because we were we forgot about it. It didn't even seem that significant at the time, and yet here we are. Even then, it still felt like at least every all the countries that aren't going to be surprised by it will be prepared, and then <laughs> they weren't surprised by it, but they still weren't prepared. Yeah. So now we're here, middle of March. And coronavirus is the only thing that's being discussed on social media, on yeah. news platforms, yeah. outside in the big bad world. Every single piece of news relates to coronavirus somehow. Uh, and we'll, we'll get through that today. This is uh, Seesaw Parade, episode 197. Yeah. Airing ever closer to Doomsday, the big 200. Yeah, I know. We should have we never promised a party because something was bound to go... <laughs> This is this is the curse of the parade. We can't have that party now. One parades are cancelled, so of course we're planning our like big special, which is definitely going to have more than five hundred people in attendance. That's cancelled. Yep, that's off. The other thing we've been doing is we've been making an effort not to complain about being sick so much. So of course, a pandemic happens. It guarantees that everybody's going to be sick. So we have to talk about being sick in every episode of the podcast. Sorry, everybody. Episode 200, if we continue at this weekly rate, which actually we've been doing really well at this year so far. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're, we're averaging like somewhere between seven and eight days, I believe. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's much better than our usual. For us, that's, yeah. That's, we're back to, we do that well at the start of the year, but we'll see how it goes in November. <laughs> well, we'll see, James, this is the thing, because as coronavirus is cancelling everything, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this. Summer plans are now up in the air, and things I was meant to be doing are now not happening anymore. And so, yeah, your busy life is cancelled. <laughs> no, mine. It's like I have been officially cancelled, but not in the yeah. You know, you said something homophobic on Twitter, and now you can't host the Oscars, kind of way. Yeah, we can aim for that next next year. <laughs> right. Okay. Anyway, I skipped the intro. Episode one nine seven. I'm Colin, and he's James. I am both currently self isolating. I'm in my room, as I always am. I developed a, a sniffly nose and a 
bit of a cough. So I was like, okay, pretty sure it's just a regular cold because I haven't been anywhere or done anything. But yep, I'll be a, I'll I'll be I'll live by the rules I've been stating loudly in my podcast that people listen to. Before we start breaking down sectors and industries and wider pictures, James, just give me your an overview of your thoughts on oh, the no. current state of the world. And this is going to change. By the time, dear listener, you listen to this, the world will be in a different shape or form. Yeah, no, I, everything I say is invalid so, the second I read the news after recording. This has been the case for four weeks in a row. So let's keep it vague, James. Give us an overview of where you see this pandemic. Where Where are we, particularly in the UK? Okay, so lots of countries are still acting like it's going to be a bit easier to get by than it really is. And in that inaction, are making it end up worse than it would have been otherwise. And we're still there. We, like, lots of countries still haven't caught up. They're still not testing enough people and confirming the numbers and doing the tracing and getting everybody safe. Um, so we're still, we're still on an exponential growth, as far as I'm concerned, even if there are countries that have done a whole lot of quarantining and a whole lot of safety measures and have reached a place where the growth is no longer exponential. So I think we're still on the up in terms of uh, corona being big news. Okay, I would agree with that on the whole. I have seen the different approaches that different countries are taking, which we'll discuss in a minute. The UK's one at the moment is essentially restrict the big events Wash your hands a lot. Yeah. But otherwise, keep on living. <laughs> kind of keep doing stuff. A, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the Italian way, which is we are shutting down everything. You all have to stay inside. Yeah. Yeah. So Italy, while like they had their spread a bit sooner than us, so they reached bigger numbers before. Like we still haven't reached the same numbers that they did when they started quarantining stuff. Um, but they're telling us to learn from their mistakes. They didn't put in enough big measures soon enough, and now they're dealing with uh, the necessary lockdowns and the necessary quarantines. Right. And it's just a gamble. Like So the British method is the gamble. Um, and It's not a gamble everyone's agreeing with. Some people, some experts are saying it's a good gamble. Some experts are saying it's just not worth it because the gamble is to let more people get infected. Correct. And then quarantine. And then after you quarantine, the chances of it spreading again are a bit lower. So we'll, we'll start in this place then. Before I'll, before we get into that gamble you're talking about, let me just run you down some of the headlines over the last few days. And dear listener, in terms of a running order of things to talk about, this is as full as I've ever seen a podcast that uh, CISO Parade has ever done. Yeah. So here we go. We're speed running it. In the last week. All of Italy has been quarantined. Yeah. Last Monday saw the biggest stock drop since the 2008 financial crash. Yeah. Scientists yeah. Uh, unveiled that symptoms of coronavirus take up to five days to show. Mm-hmm. The NBA, the Basketball Association of America, was suspended for the whole season. La Liga, the Spanish football, was off for two weeks. It's now been suspended indefinitely. Yeah. Nicola Sturgeon said events with 500 people or more should be cancelled. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump then banned travel from Europe to the US for a whole month Mm -hmm. and then and then us too and then the uk uh, a few days later yeah 
European football competitions were all suspended. That's the Champions League and Euro- Europa League. Disneyland Paris was closed. The English Premier League was suspended. Politicians, including Nadine Doris, the health secretary, got coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Including, and also Tom Hanks got uh, coronavirus and his wife. Yeah, although not to politicians. Indeed. Mount Everest uh, was shut. Scottish football was suspended. European countries have now started shutting their borders, including Germany and Austria. Broadway shows in New York were shut down, and they're now beginning to shut down schools. And in terms of movies, Fast 9 has been pushed back for a whole year. And Mulan, New Mutants, which has been just the worst luck in the world, and Antlers have all been suspended by Disney. Uh, The Lovebirds and A Quiet Place 2 have also been delayed. There's talk now of Christopher Nolan's new film Tenet being pushed back another few months, if not another year. The chat today is that number 10 is going to start daily video briefings from either Boris or someone else senior. Boris until he gets the the coronavirus and then somebody else so they can pretend Boris didn't get it. Yeah, and also I should say Trump was also tested for coronavirus and was reportedly uh, negative. Uh, Boris has also warned most recently that many more families are going to lose loved ones. And we'll talk about that in just a second. The advice that's expected to be given over the next few weeks is that over 70s, people who are over 70, should stay indoors and be in isolation. And as you touched on at the start here, James, Virgin Atlantic want a $7.5 billion or billion pound bailout from the UK government to keep the industry going Mm -hmm. due to mass cancellations and absolutely nobody booking flights. Mm-hmm. And just to finish off, stocks as of today, Monday 16th, are continuing to crash despite uh, the global central bank deciding, uh, deciding to put in a, a huge amount of money, $700 yeah, billion yeah, dollars yeah. across yeah. Um, the US Federal Reserve and across the UK, Japan, Canada and Switzerland. Yeah. And the US has done quantitative easing yeah. and we're doing stuff of a similar nature. And last but not least, the worldwide movie box office is at a two-decade low because everybody is indeed staying inside and avoiding everything. So, James, there's your summary. (laughs) If we were to talk... You know, the vast majority of those that I've raised there are, you know, five-minute discussions apiece, but we'll just... We'll break this down into bits. Splash through them. Splash through them. (laughs) Underline them as we go so we don't miss any. No, we'll break them down into bits. First of all, I want to talk about that strategy you've mentioned. The UK strategy at the moment, I'll describe this as best I can. I'm sure all of you have been listening to the likes of Jason Leach, the Scottish government's clinical director, who's very, very good, as well as uh, a variety of other less good medical people describing what the UK government's (laughs) position currently is, Yes, which is at the moment, essentially 80% of the population is expected or anticipated to get coronavirus at some point. Yeah, and the reason, over, over a long time. Over, yeah, over a long like period not, of time. Yeah. The reason is, the theory goes, if you've had it once, you are then immune. Yeah, it's like chickenpox. Yeah, and therefore, people who are older, people who are vulnerable with uh, various health conditions, once you have had it and you're now back in and around the community, you are unable to infect anybody because you already had it. Yeah, you're no longer a carrier. That's the theory. Yes. They're doing this over a long period of time so that the NHS can cope with it. Mm -hmm. Versus, now what I understand, and again, 
I am as far from an epidemiologist or a v- virology expert as can Viro- be. Virologist. But let me just hazard a guess here. Yes. The Italians are telling everybody to stay inside just to get rid of absolutely every infection. However, as soon as they start letting people back into the society, nobody's immune to it. Everyone's still at risk. Yeah, so if they've, if they've pulled the quarantine lever too too soon and they don't have any herd immunity as everybody is now realizing is an important word yeah uh they may just risk re-epidemicing themselves that's the word for sure i had this discussion with a sibling of mine at the weekend and to me the uk government's approach to me makes sense right i can see it's a gamble but it makes sense Uh whereas the italian version which is quarantine everybody get rid of all the cases but nobody's immune to it. Again, I can understand it, but it's yeah. not what I would do. So that gamble is the idea that you get rid of the cases and then you control your society until a vaccine is available. Yeah. So they're hoping that they can quarantine everybody and then manage it better so that there is no further massive epidemic level spread. And then before that happens again, you get a vaccine, which gives everybody the herd immunity. But but who's to say how long a vaccine is going to take? I mean, they have to test it on humans. They have to check if there's any birth defects. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're assuming it's going to be a year and a bit. Some places are saying nine months, even with human testing. You cannot expect a country to just stay inside for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of chat about which which countries are doing quarantines the best ways and we're not really going to know it's 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 easy to say hey you're overreacting right, right, right look what you're doing wrong um and it's also easy to say hey you're underreacting uh look what you're doing wrong but then at the end of the day is it better to overreact or, or not react enough um because in the case of overreacting they may end up waiting it out and getting the vaccine before 80% of the population is infected yeah. and then controlling it. So only time is really going to tell us who's doing it right. Um, but we're seeing different countries making the, the different gambles. So we've already talked about South Korea being more stringent, mm-hmm. um, places like Singapore being more stringent, and China itself um, implementing mass lockdowns. Right. Um, but even then, they're they're managing to do that while still keeping some of their production going. So they're just able on to... that note, there they are checking the temperature of everybody who goes to get on the underground in yeah. certainly some major cities. And if your temperature is too high or you're showing symptoms, you're turned around, told to go home. Yeah. So that yeah. is that is something which is it's certainly in the UK would be unprecedented, and you would need a massive amount of people to make that actually work. Yeah, you need a huge infrastructure to make the devices and then a huge unemployed um, labour to, to take up the jobs. Precisely. Followed up, just on that note uh, about the Asian countries which are doing this seemingly fairly well, the chat I keep seeing is because they had this with SARS. Yeah, they had the... 15, 16 the, years ago, the and so they know... Yeah how this goes. Yeah. They know how to react to it. But we should have known too how to react to it better than we have been all of but it. But it never, SARS never really reached the UK as far as I can remember. Yeah, but we can learn from other people's experiences. That's true. Countries countries aren't, aren't isolated from each other in that way. We can all see what works and what hasn't worked in the past and try and do it again. Um, so there's a lot of questions about the UK's response if it's been safe enough while also minimising long-term risk. 
um there's quite a lot of people saying it it's 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 um leaning too too far towards just taking it taking the hit right in the face and dealing with the consequences which is probably the cheapest way to do it right i'll, I'll be honest it's, um because y- y- your your businesses keep on making money because everybody's still going to work your schools aren't closed so you don't have anybody having to stay home to take care of their kids everybody gets the virus lots of people die but nothing really shuts down at the level so economically um yeah it's pretty cheap but it's pretty cold-hearted right so so this is which leads on to boris's quote which was many families will lose loved ones yeah now I am fortunate enough that the oldest people in my family are in their 60s. Now, that does not make them invincible. No. But certainly it's not as if they're in their late 80s fighting multiple different illnesses. So yeah. it, it does seem awfully callous. The, the, the way he's putting it. It's, it but it's, it's, almost, it's also in the way you're, you're right. It's the way it's being worded. Moving, yeah. Just moving on to that point, you, you touched on the economy. You're, you're uh, segueing this beautifully. <laughs> the Italian economy, as far as I can imagine, has essentially grown to a halt. Mm-hmm. And only the nest- people who absolutely have to go and work are the ones who are. In the UK, yeah. this is going to hit so many different people. For example, restaurants and bars. Yep. Because very few people, if anybody, is going out at the moment and probably for the foreseeable future is going to stay inside and just get their stuff from supermarkets and from grocery stores. Oh, there's still a lot of really dumb people who are going out and about uh, and being massive risk um, spreaders. True. Okay, just just moving on to that. So on a similar note, airlines, airports, of course, Edinburgh Airport in the last couple oh, of days down, yeah. talked about the fact that they may well see zero passengers or close to zero passengers in the coming months, which, yeah. depending on how this goes may well be accurate yeah then you have even the work that i do which i am you know we've had a discussion in the business we're having travel travel dependent we're having another meeting on wednesday to discuss because obviously some clients have pulled out we were meant to have two different courses this week both of which decided to cancel because of this coronavirus and the uncertainty so then there's whereas netflix is like rubbing its fingers and all that money right so certain businesses are going to profit out of this yeah but for I would imagine the people who do particularly shift work, mm-hmm. which deal, you know, even personal trainers, for example. Yeah, well, anything public. Whose, whose business is just going to disappear because of this. Yeah. yeah, so this is why you need a strong welfare state. And we don't have one because we've been voting in governments that, that weaken it for generations. It's the same in America. And um, when you're looking at um, big problems like this that are putting huge percentages of uh, a labor force out of their job for some amount of time the gamble that we've been making is that well the businesses are going to be run in such a way that they'll have enough money set aside to to deal with this time and to keep people paid even if their business shuts down turns out businesses are run by selfish people and barely any of them have set aside enough money to keep things going in a pandemic or in any sort yep. of catastrophe, um, which is when we look to the government. We're like, well, what have you got set aside to help us get through mass temporary unemployment? And they haven't really done that either. They've spent the years since the last uh, crash just lowering taxes, not really um, investing in things, 
not setting aside like funds and money for when things go all wrong. And they're already taking out the like the last step measures. They're already um, doing quantitative easing in America. We're already over here lowering in, uh, inflation. Um, so nobody's really able to step in and fill the big wage gap and the big employment gap um, without taking out a massive loan from somewhere. Right. Linked to that is the airports and airlines. The big story today is that Sir Richard Branson has asked the government for a bailout. The major airlines, including the likes of Emirates, I believe Virgin as well, perhaps EasyJet, Ryanair, have talked about making people redundant or certainly asking them to take several weeks off unpaid. unpaid. Yeah, This is going to affect that just that industry, tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. At what point, and this is really going to your crystal ball, at what point does everything start churning again and people start making money and people start flying? Oof. Oof, that's a long way because, away, probably. I mean, because this is what leads to another recession. Well, the recession was happening anyway. Now it's just been ushered in by a, by a disease rather than by incompetent governments. The recession was due years ago at this point with the way things were being managed. And people were surprised last year that we didn't have a big crash. People were surprised the year before that that we didn't have a big crash. Everything was just waiting for the the little jab to burst the bubble. And here it is. We got the jab and now the bubble's burst and all the mismanagement is showing itself. So all these businesses that were running on the knife edge, barely making a profit, um, taking all the profit out and putting it in the executives' um, pockets, they're now asking us to come save them again. So we will. And I'm not saying that they get free money by the government bailing them out. It's more of a loan. And then they pay the government back eventually. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's not just free money. Um, but this is this is what happens with the way that we've got our society set up. Um, businesses are run in a way that does not look sustainable in the like in when the inevitable catastrophes ca- come because a pandemic is inevitable all the time. There's 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 always going to be another pandemic, and every business should be preparing for another pandemic. Uh, and the government hasn't mandated that they need to be, so they haven't been. I, I, I imagine, James, it's because for most businesses in East Kilbride and Dundee and Inverary, the last thing that they think is going to happen is some virus is going to shut down the entire yeah, economy. Yeah, yeah. So I can, I can forgive yeah. people and businesses Small business, yeah. that lack of foresight. But governments yes. absolutely should have been more on top of this than it would appear that they actually are. For years, yeah. So governments need to provide guidelines for business. But we live under governments that like a free market and a free economy and businesses to be deregulated and not have to have standards. Um, And the result of that is that they do not have any any risk in mind because they don't see any problem for themselves in the future because the result of this collapse will be the government saving them and the result of this collapse will be all of their employees uh, losing their jobs but the people at the top aren't really going to lose out so it's all it's all because uh, of the way that we have got free business doing whatever they want and not having to prepare and then the UK has got an, an, a particular problem that other countries especially in the EU don't for in our mandatory sick pay is pretty low compared to everybody else. So 
um, lots of other countries, if you are sick, you take time、mm-hmm. off work. There's a minimum that you get paid,、uh, and it's usually like at least twice as much as the UK. So in the UK, our government's even behind on things like that. Okay, let's talk about sports as well. The English Premier League and the Scottish Premier League were among the two, or the final two, to finally be suspended after basically everything else was shut down. So this is yeah, yeah. everything's going, even esports. Everything from football to F1 to basketball, all across the world at the moment, the time of speaking, one of the only major events to still reportedly be happening, which will definitely be cancelled, is WrestleMania, which is taking place in in. Just over three weeks' time. Yeah. Did the Olympics get cancelled yet? No. So that the Japanese premier Shinzo Abe he came out and said the Olympics would still be happening. Yeah. That is in August. Yeah. They, so hosting the Olympics is a big investment, so they will not want to cancel true, that. True. Unless they've got good insurance. Anyway, <laughs> the point here was that, for example, I never thought I'd be quoting Wayne Rooney or using him as evidence, but he came out a couple of days ago to say he felt like footballers were being treated as guinea pigs. Because essentially it was a oh wait and see you know we'll see how these、uh, football players get on and、uh, everything else had been cancelled but the EPL was soldiering on anyway. First of all, it was、mm-hmm. going to be games behind closed doors and certainly there were some European games played in that way and Italian football was exactly the same. But now everything is shut down. Some will be, some have been given dates to resume by, but I can guarantee those will be bypassed. Yeah. The discussion now is. For example, the very human instinct of who wins and who loses. Let's go to England, Liverpool, who have the whole season been the best team by an absolute mile, are currently top of the league, and had、mm-hmm. were within two wins of winning the title for the first time in thirty years. Yeah, only for coronavirus to shut down the league. So, James. Yes. Let me ask you, as you're、uh, in your position as head of the English Football Association, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do you should do you abandon the season and just say, right, lads, let's start again in August, or do you say, okay, we're going to abandon it and Liverpool, you're the champions, and the guys who are in the bottom three positions, you guys are all relegated, or <laughs> fight over final、it. final option, you you wait it out and you finish the season regardless of when that actually happens. Yeah, you. Yeah, you just wait it out. You know what the great thing about that is, is that we'll we'll realize how much of a waste of time—a massive summer break for footballers. <laughs> But hold on, what about all the knock-on effects that's going to have? We're meant to be having the European Football Championships in 2020 this summer. It's the、yeah. second biggest football competition compared to the World Cup. The players are going to be tired. Oh no, right? If they want, if they want their industry to keep going, they've got to be tired too. Everybody else is going to come back to work and have to do an absolute. Pile for months and months and months to catch up. Footballers can do that too. Play a couple of games a week. All the teams have like subs and reserves. You can, you can, it's fine. Just storm, just steam through it. You can extend the season a wee bit, put the next season back a month or two, and then、uh, do the same at the next season, and then slowly bring it back to wherever the start date that you're wanting is.、Uh, and and so what? They're going to be tired. Just like do some do instead of training one day, play a game again. Oh no! Okay. It's, it, Like sure, it, it's probably not the best, right? It's not ideal, but nothing's ideal right now. But, but calling it quits and just being like, "Oh, fine, season's over. We're not going to play the rest of the games."、Uh, nah, that's for cowards. I suspect that. Well, I mean, I know for for a fact 
across both Scotland and England, there are certain fans of certain teams who would quite like the season to be null and void. And for the oh, for sure, people yeah. who are currently in first not to win said league. Just cancel it. Cancel the season. Hearts don't get relegated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, for, for you, it, you, would, you would wait it out. Well, the thing, the thing that they've got is a lot of options. They already had the option of closed-door games. They just don't want to do that because it gets a bit less money. You're going to get less money either way. So once you know that your players do not have anything, you take the minimum amount of support staff you need, you play the games that you need to play. But You don't need to make it a big, massive thing. There's, there's loads of um, communities out there that are trying to find ways to carry on doing what they do without meeting in a massive crowd of several right. thousand people. Okay, I, I take your point, but for example, a smaller team like Motherwell or St Mirren who rely heavily on people paying money to yeah, see them on the, play. On the, gates, on the gates, yeah. That, you know, again, this is a massive stumbling block for clubs all over the country because suddenly this regular source of income is just totally disappeared but they still have to pay people yeah. and that i admit as i'm saying that that is a problem that every business is facing at the moment which is yeah. we have to pay people but we don't have any money coming in don't have any money we got to pay people so and what's the solution the the big thing is that there's no way to just magically make it exactly like it was so you have to just do the best with what you've got and you got to figure out if it'd be more profitable to, to delay all football and try and speed through two seasons in a year and a half or like a year and a half worth of seasons in a year or start hosting in-house stuff with with like remote audience. Get your remote audience in. Start streaming your games. Just every every football team should just get a Twitch account and start streaming their matches on Twitch. On that final point, you've actually again, James, beautifully segueing into local bands, gigs, concerts happening all over Twitch the UK. So. You may have seen over the weekend a metal band called Code Orange, who on Friday released their brand new album and had a full US tour lined up to promote said album. It's their fourth one. They've supported the likes of Slipknot and Nine Inch Nails in the past. They're pretty big. And so instead of, well, having reluctantly cancelled their tour, instead of doing nothing, they Twitch streamed the gig. And it was yeah. fantastic. It was it was great. I thought it was fantastic. It was really good, really enjoyable, very yeah. different, but opened my eyes certainly to the potential of this is something, certainly an option, maybe for the bigger bands out there to continue making some sort of money. However, as I mentioned at the start of the show, numerous gigs I was meant to be going to, which have now been cancelled, and now the bands are out of pocket because similarly to the football clubs, this is how they make their money. It's from the tours, it's from the gigs. Yeah, they have to be um, gigging. So there's a lot of people um, posting here and there about supporting musicians, especially right now, because they aren't making the money that they need to be making week to week by playing, especially smaller gigs and the smaller bands. They aren't making that like extra couple hundred. Uh, So now is the time to be buying your favourite bands merch. But this is the trouble. Again, it's not just... Hey, your band's not got much money, so you got to go support them. It's also, hey, most of you aren't currently getting paid because your business or because your government hasn't mandated that you're going to get paid good sick leave. So you can't afford to buy the merch. So it's a it's a problem from the top down. Nobody's going to have enough money to support the bands precisely in a way that is similar to the, the way they would have been able to if the economy was fine. This is why we need 
a lot of money in the reserve. Right. And this is why we need like some sort of a monthly income, especially in times that are difficult, that is just here's the money, keep the keep the stuff ticking and keep it keep it keep it going so, while while it's all bad. So like there's a lot of chat about here's the time to be doing trials for universal basic income. See if it makes a difference in pandemics. Uh, and it would help with bands and stuff because people would be able to buy their merch. Right. So so let me just ask then, James, as we as we wrap up this section, uh, oh. what is, you know, now that we don't we don't have this pot of money, that would have been great. But what is the practical solution or the next step here over the next seven days? Uh, we'll write out the Great Depression part two. Um, everything is going to go real bad because we have had governments that haven't been investing while markets are on the up. Um, and usually you invest while things are on the up so that when things start going south, you, you've got tools to deal with it. But we don't have those tools this time around. And the crash is happening a lot faster than it usually does. So uh, the future is looking pretty grim. Uh, don't, don't invest with the idea of, don't invest in the stock market with the idea of getting money fast. Uh, but if you have money in the market, don't pull it out right now. Just leave it in there. Being in the market's fine. As long as you've got a long-term plan, like 30 years time, your money's going to be fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to deal with the brunt of it. Uh, all of us, all of us taxpayers. Yep. Um, there's not much we can do except just keep, keep your supply in your house enough to last two weeks, three weeks, which means like three or four toilet paper rolls of your big family. Uh, if you, if you got, if you've got enough food to last that time, great. You got to have your idea for how to keep your water supply mm -hmm. good, just in case power goes out and stuff like that. But it's not a huge problem to survive for two weeks, even if you get your doors locked by somebody else, right? You don't eat a lot in two weeks. You eat a lot less than you think you do. Uh, you don't need like a, a wardrobe full of, of dry okay. food. Just figure out what you need, live day to day. And the hope is that the market... And the businesses and the governments will learn from all the mistakes that they've been making over the past like decade that's led up to not being able to handle a pandemic, but they won't. So just keep in mind the lessons that you can learn this time. Right. Okay. Well, James, let's move on to much less inconsequential things, which seem much more insignificant in comparison. Starting with the only real significant piece of news from the world of movies, when or uh, even if this even gets films. filmed. Those happen. And this is Thor 4 Love and Thunder, which last week we told you Christian Bale has been unveiled as the villain of the Taika yes. Waititi film. And the yes, news yes, this yes. week, which was let slip by Vin Diesel promoting his new film Bloodshot, is that <clears> the Guardians <throat> of the Galaxy are set to be in Thor 4 as well. Which, which is not really a surprise. Well, considering they all left together at the end of yeah the last movie, yeah, fair like enough. Thor, Thor went off with the Asgard with the Asgardians of the galaxy. <laughs> that was the end of the film, right? Thor and the Asgardians. Okay, well, that's that piece of news so, yeah, discussed. Let's they're move They're doing on. what we kind of thought they were going to do. Well, great. <laughs> okay, let's talk about Chelsea Manning. Now, this is the former yes. U.S. Army intelligence analyst and the WikiLeaks source who has now been released from prison. So. Chelsea Manning was remanded for refusing to testify yeah. in an inquiry into to WikiLeaks and she'd been held in a detention centre for about eight months. She was scheduled to in appear isolation, in court on Friday, but the judge then ruled it was no longer necessary for her to testify, which makes me question, James, why, <laughs> why only just ahead of her hearing was this decided? 
Oh, hmm. Maybe it wasn't necessary all along, and they knew it wasn't necessary all along. Hmm. Oh, imagine. Uh, and it's also because, like, there was some clear degradation in her in her mental health、yep. over that time. So there was more pressure on them to be a bit more empathetic.、Um, they were like, sure, they hadn't technically done anything illegal. Because in America you got all your amendments and you got the right not to self-incriminate, so they、uh, um, pardoned her. No, I don't think it's pardoning.、Uh, acquitted. They acquitted her or whatever. They said that any testimony will not be held against you. Therefore, she no longer had that right because it wouldn't be any harmful to her own testimony. It would be harmful to Assange, but she still said no. So technically, yeah, sure, she's. They they were in the rights to try to pursue this and make her、uh, testify, but also, how many times did people within like the White House and people within the upper、uh, levels of government in America recently just like refuse subpoenas and stuff like that and refuse to testify? And did any of them end up in prison for it? No. So there was a double standard there. Okay. And they made a big big mistake by by keeping her locked up for so long that it. And brought her great mental strain, and and they still want to they still want Assange to go back, and we should definitely trust them to take good care of him and not 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 put him in dangerous and difficult positions either. Great, we should definitely give him over to the Americans. Before we wrap up with Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, let's talk about Harvey Weinstein, who was sentenced to twenty three years in prison、yeah. for rape and sex assaults in the case that sparked the Me Too movement. James. Initially, his team had said that anything more than five years was,、uh, which was the minimum, was likely to be、oh, just the worst possible scenario. And the judge said, "All right, twenty-three years it is." Yeah. What do we think of、uh, of this sentence, then, James? I'm I'm pretty pleased. Twenty-three years, even if he only does half of it, it's still a long time for someone as old and unwell and just generally disgusting as he is. Um. So even if he manages to survive that, there's still further charges awaiting him elsewhere. So. It's a good start to the process.、Uh, let's just hope it sticks. They don't get to appeal it and get、yep. it brought down, or they don't get to appeal it and get it completely removed.、Um, but it does show at this point that there are certain circles wherein big power does not equal the right to do whatever you want, and hopefully that keeps going because there's a lot more terrible people in these huge positions of power. It would be that through wealth or through influence. Okay, to finish up, we've got the two remaining、uh, remaining the. Got the two Remain Dems. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Remain Dems. Remain Dems. Remaining Democrat candidates. They did,、uh, who are sent to face off to decide who competes against Donald Trump in the U.S. presidential <laughs> elections <laughs> of 2020. I made that sound far more of like a sporting event that I'm intended it more to. More eventful than it will ever yeah, be. Yeah. So this was、uh, this is Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders who had their first、yeah. head-to-head debates on Sunday nights. And at the moment, well, having read through the commentators and the analysts' feedback and reaction to it, it seemed to be, I would say, neck and neck in terms of how they came across. So Joe、yeah. Biden said、uh, he committed to choosing a woman as his VP, his running mate, and、uh, that, yeah, that's going to get some points. His response to being questioned about coronavirus was praised. It did have some other shakier moments as well. Well, he lied about Sanders for starters. Yeah, and then he was called up on some of his previous voting patterns. Yeah, he lied about his desire to 
cull social security. Whereas Bernie Sanders, most people said, okay, he had a strong performance, but not strong enough to change the course of where this is heading, which certainly seems to be towards Joe Biden. So James, I don't know if you saw this, I only saw highlights, but it does seem to be going towards uh, Uncle Joe. Yeah, uh, Creepy Uncle is probably going to win because he has the momentum and he has all of the backing of all of the moderates, whereas Sanders does not have that same base. And he needed to make this because he'd started losing a couple of weeks ago and now he's still losing. And you can tell he's losing because he's not on the front page of Reddit so often. Um, He needed this big debate, which had a lot more of an audience than it may otherwise have had because everybody's staying at home and not going to sports events. He needed to make this the the big kill, but he didn't quite manage to do that because it was a bit more controlled than it than he was expecting. Uh, there was changes to the rules, so they, it was a bit more just direct questions, nothing too difficult, nothing too complicated, no really big chance, no huge big chances to uh, take down anyone on their policy. Uh, they were both just kind of softly advertising themselves and getting the occasional jab in, uh, but it's probably not been the big swing that uh, Bernie needed, and especially considering his voter base doesn't really vote. Well, that that's, would be a major problem, really. It's all well and good having support unless they're just going to stay inside. I mean, they will, they may well be quarantined. It's the same point. problem that Labour face over here all the time, is that they're very popular among the younger generations, but it turns out young people don't vote very well. And even when the young people have unexpectedly high turnout, it's still pretty low. Okay. No, so things are going wild in terms of that. Yes. We're looking at two people who are going to be wanting to take on Trump, but Trump won't necessarily have to agree to do any debates, just like Biden didn't have to agree to do this when he could have pulled out and not lost at all. But he, he took a bit of a risk by agreeing to it, and it turned out to just do nothing, really. Um, it's just going to be a mess. It's, it's a bunch of old people, one of whom is pretty decent, and the other two are not. Um, but it's going to be the two who aren't, and it's going to be the two who are more degraded in terms of their mental capacity. And it, it's just mind-blowing that this is where we're at uh, in terms of the American presidential um, potentials. Uh, we're looking at two people who can't really talk in a complete sentence. They're worse than me at talking. And I'm pretty bad. That's debatable. I would say that the uh, the vast majority of the entertainment on this podcast does come from you, so you must be good at something. It's, it's, it's me being a bit dumb, though, and then stumbling through the sentence and then making a little joke to cover my tracks. True. Right. Well, James, we're going to leave it there. We have been talking for quite some time. If you would like to get in touch with the show, I'm going to tell you how you can do that. And that is on Twitter at Seesaw Parade, or you can send us an email. Tell us how you're passing your self-isolation slash quarantine time, emailing yep. us seesawparade at gmail.com and also yep. on Snapchat at Seesaw Parade, all nice and simple. And if you see us through a flat window, as opposed to out in the street, because obviously we're all inside, please do wave mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. have a sign mm-hmm. and write on the sign and hold it up and I'll get a bit of paper and write back to you. Everybody just, just good luck. Take care of, take care of people who need yeah, help. Stay safe out there, is, guys. Is the main thing. So you all learn how to stay safe and how to keep other people safe while helping them get what they need. That's a good way to end. Yes. Bye, James. All right. Cheers. So we'll see you again soon. Uh, hopefully next week, huh? huh? Yeah, sure. Hi. <laughs> right. And goodbye, listeners. Thank you for joining us. And goodbye, the airline industry. <laughs>